Thank you for tuning in to Forerunner Leader. Sorry I haven't posted a new update this week. I've been sick and finally recovering. Hopefully my voice doesn't affect this too much today. All right. So today's topic for Forerunner Leader is going to be about relationships. I might do a couple of podcasts on relationships because there's a lot of information to go over or discuss when you think about a relationship. Relationships can form all types of ways. So you can have friend relationships, you can have work relationships, you can have acquaintance relationships. Everything is built upon a relationship that you have with somebody. Relationships define the setup for a team, success, or any kind of adventure when you look at a group of people or just a friendship or like a neighbor friendship. Anything of that caliber is going to be based off the relationship that you start and that you build. So when I think about leadership and relationships in context or teammates or team members and relationships, I want to start out with looking at leadership in a, in a relationship with somebody, whether it's upward relationships with your bosses or downward relationships with your employees as a leader, um, and let me make sure I stress this, that when I speak about leaders, I'm talking about everybody because everybody can be a leader no matter what position they are in. Titles don't make you leaders. You have to earn the leadership responsibilities in someone's relationship or respect. You kind of think of it as a scale. When you walk up the leadership scale in a relationship, you establish trust, you establish loyalty, all of those things kind of combine together when you start to build this relationship with somebody, when you start to talk with somebody, when you start to be real, honest, authentic, and when people feel like they're valued, when they feel like the relationship is valid and sincere, then you kind of go up on the respect level a little bit. But respect is earned. It's never given. So I just want to leave, leave that out there as far as leaders go, positions go, any kind of titles go, is you don't step into a role with the utmost respect from everybody. It's impossible because of the fact of relationships. When you build a relationship with somebody, when you're constantly talking to people, when you're kind of out there doing more things and engaging with people on a regular basis, you begin to form a trust. You begin to form this relationship with people. And that's how you kind of establish that work relationship and how people start to trust you. They start to be sincere and they want to perform and they want to do better because they believe that you feel the same way as a leader that's in a position that holds a title. So when I look at building up my team members, one thing I want to do is build that relationship for them. A lot of times I don't I might establish some guidelines and set out some expectations right off the bat just because that's how the work kind of flows and, and you want to make sure people know how to operate and what, and what parameters to operate in. So I usually establish that first. Then what I do is I start to build a relationship. I start to talk about their lives. I start to talk about and engage with them about different topics. And sometimes people, you know, are afraid or other leaders are afraid to go into that direction with people. They're afraid to really get close to people because they don't want to have, when it comes to make a hard decision, they don't want to ruin 
you know, that relationship or they don't, they're afraid they can't make the decision. One thing I've found out when you build a relationship and you get close to somebody at work, like close meaning you're able, you kind of know them in their work life. You might know them, you might not know them very personally, but you know them when it comes to the work situation. So you're able to make those decisions actually better when you have a relationship with somebody. Now, sometimes it doesn't feel the best because you know that either A, they messed up and you have to let them go, which I've done several times and I've walked people out. And the biggest thing that I feel is disappointment. I don't feel afraid to make the decision. I don't feel afraid to be able to say, hey, you messed up. We need to fix this. Let's see how we can fix it or any of that kind of stuff. What is the the biggest feeling is disappointment when you build a relationship with somebody that you respected and that you thought would go, you know, soar higher than than they thought, then they don't get to that mark because they made X, Y, and Z mistakes that were pretty bad and unexcusable. You have to let them go. And once once you get to that position and you have to let somebody go, based upon the work parameters, the biggest feeling is disappointment when you have a relationship with someone. When you don't have a relationship with them, you don't really feel, you don't feel the disappointment because you never built that relationship. And I find that a lot of leaders realize the disappointment factor and they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to feel like the bad about it, about letting somebody go that, that messed up. You know, I've had situations where I've had a long-term relationship with, when I talk about a relationship, mean work relationship with one of my employees that I had for several years and an incident came up and I was willing to say, hey, you made a mistake, several mistakes, the same one over and over again. You know, this, this means we're going to have to let you go because it's pretty egregious. And approaching that, I think they understood that the expectations were up front and they already knew what was coming to them. So when I set an expectation for in a relationship at work, whether it's work guidelines or, you know, ever, I make sure that I'm honest, that I'm clear, and that I'm very sincere about the rules. So this is X, Y, and Z. This is what will happen if you don't do these things. Now, when somebody messes up and they don't do those things, you know, you give them maybe one time to change that habit. And if they don't change the habit, then you have to kind of move forward and and do other things. But what I'm talking about is when you build those relationships, all those tough conversations become a little easier. Some people think they become tougher. But what I have found out for me in building a relationship is they actually become quite easier. And usually the conversation will go when you, okay, we got to talk about this. They're like, I know I messed up. I know I did this, this, and this. I'm ready to take the consequences. That's how the majority of my conversations go because I'm able to build that relationship with them and say, hey, this is the honest truth. This is what's going to get you here. This is what isn't going to get you here. This is what's going to get you in trouble. This is what's going to get you to excel. And so people take that on and then I let them make their own choices. Because here's the thing, when you look at an employee, the biggest thing that deters a relationship or that hurts a relationship is trying to build a relationship, but then putting someone in a box. And I've talked about being put in a box before, about putting your people in boxes. That was my first uh, podcast. When you put a box on somebody, it, it clips their wings. You, you clip what their possibilities are. That doesn't mean you don't help them and, and give them suggestions. But you've set out the expectations clear and up front. And then you're like, okay, these are the expectations. 
let's move forward, let's do this, this, and this, and see where we go with it. If we put them in a box and we don't allow them to kind of fly, they're never going to get anywhere. They're always going to be in that box with clip rings, and then it's going to cause them to probably lash out, probably to do things that, that aren't the best. So when you build a relationship with somebody, you don't clip their wings. You put your practice into words in that relationship, and that, be, that comes into play with value. When you value your people, when you place an amount of value on something, you want that whatever it is. It's precious to you. It's important to you. And you want to keep it around. And that's what people need to feel. They need to feel valued. Employees so often don't feel important. They don't feel valued. They don't feel like what they do matters. And I always find it funny in a, in a company or a position because I watch and I read a lot about different leadership styles, different company leadership styles, and how they value their people and what they do to value their people. And I look at different leaders like Richard Branson, for example, great leader, great value placer on his employees, very awesome. And I, then I look at other companies who don't do that or don't express that, or they, they might say the words, but the company, the employees deep down don't feel the value. And the value doesn't come always by a 401k plan or extra cable or whatever. It comes because of the leaders that are in the business that are able to value the people. Now, in a relationship, it has to be authentic and it has to be real. The biggest thing about a relationship and and something that can break the relationship is if people feel like you have another agenda. At the end of the day, if they feel that all you want them for is a stat or all you want them for is to put a tick on your book and to make you better, you know, so you can have a story to tell somebody, that's not what I live for. I don't live to build my own stories. Those come automatically and I can reference them later, but I don't set out with an intent to change someone or to build someone up in order for my resume to be built up. That's not how I do things. What I do as a leader, when I build that relationship with somebody, I set the parameter of this is what I'm going to do for you. This is how I'm going to help you. And I really want to help you. I really want to help you in your work life, in your school life, in your children's life, in all of the lives that you have, because the values that I'm going to teach you as a leader are going to be able to be used throughout everywhere. So I train leaders from the get-go. A leader is built by having a good relationship with somebody and being able to speak the truth. You know, a lot of times when, when someone speaks the truth to us, sometimes we have a hard time of accepting the truth. Now, what I do with any feedback that I get, and this is really important, kind of getting off topic of a relationship, it, it, it kind of fits in, is that once you get feedback from somebody and somebody says, well, I think you need to do this X, Y, and Z better but they never give you any parameters about that. They never give you anything to go off of, and they just expect you to know what they're talking about. What I do in that information is I, I, I kind of take it in. I take it in, and I sit there, and I dwell on it. Now, I know people say, well, that's not good to think about it. Just you know, forget about it. No, what I do is I internalize it. I, I kind of take it in. I'm like, okay, is this the truth? Is this something that I can apply to my life? Is this something that can make me better? If it is something I feel or pieces of it are make, you know, I can change to make me better, then I'll use those pieces. I may not use all of the advice, but I might use some of it. And 
I take that, you know, important responsibility of that feedback, but I also gauge the leadership that's giving it to me. I'm always constantly assessing, um, assessing leadership. You know, people, I don't, it's, you know, people can say, or oh, you're judging or whatever. No, what I'm doing is I'm taking in that moment. I'm taking in every moment that I see. I'm constantly watching. I'm constantly observing and saying, is that the type of leader that I want to come across as? Is that the type of leader that I want to be? Or is it not the type of leader? Are these the good things? Or are these the bad things? I take from that relationship and I build upon it and I say, this is who I want to be around or this isn't who I want to be around. And I make those relationships stronger and I build those relationships. One thing about relationships in any facet is that you have to put time and effort into those relationships. You can't just expect them to flourish overnight and people to respect you automatically, especially when you step into a role. Anybody that's getting a new role in a new management and a leadership role, know you're starting from ground zero if you don't know these people. You have to build a relationship. But what you shouldn't do and what you shouldn't come out with at first is to make people feel like that you have some kind of agenda or boxes you need to check off. There's nothing worse in devaluing when someone comes up to you and, and it feels like they're checking off a box off their plate to make it feel like they're they're doing something. So for example, like don't come up to somebody and say, you know, I really want to do this and this and this, you know, to help you this, this and this without building that relationship first. You have to build a relationship with people. You have to build some kind of continuity in that relationship, some value, some worth in that relationship for it to prosper, for you to be effective, whether it's team building, whether you're a teammate or a coworker that's on your job, that you're part of a team and that you're encouraging them on the sidelines. That's what I do. Uh, anybody that has my job title as a, like any kind of like mid-level mid manager currently or supervisor, that's who I encourage. I encourage those people daily. I encourage the people that I see daily. I walk with them. I talk with them. We talk about basic stuff. And the encouragement doesn't just come from work-related topics. It comes from conversations and building those conversations up. What people constantly do is they us underestimate the relationship portion and they focus too much on numbers. There was a article from a company when I was in school and I was doing research in my research class. We were looking at different statistics and different types of research and how to write research papers. And one of the things that I noticed in this particular topic, it was a sales group and they were talking about sales. And they, they said there was this one company that was the highest company in sales. And they, they looked at the company motto. And now this company had, was a company that focused on hiring people with disabilities, with handicaps, that um, had all types and you know diverse backgrounds when it comes to anything with a handicap or a diverse background, any kind of disability, anything related in that um, aspect or realm. And what in the thing that they said is like when we go into meetings, what we don't do is focus on numbers. Numbers are secondary. What we do is focus on people. All of our meetings are people-focused. They're not numbers right out. They're not numbers out the gate. They're not the, we value our people and our people perform. And that's the bottom line, building the relationship, building the trust, building the value, and people want to perform at that point. They feel good about their life. So that's my first information on relationships and our next 
talking about relationships, which will probably be my next um, episode, will be a little more deeper on picking apart how to start a relationship, what is that relationship, how to build it, and things like that. Hopefully this was valuable for you today. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you tuning in. Have a wonderful week and know that you are awesome and that you are amazing and that you have the ability to be a leader in any position that you're in. Have a good day.